So we're talking about hit bodidut to be alone. And first, before we even brought God into the picture, we spoke about being alone with ourselves. Just having time to be alone every day, rather than distracting ourselves and being busy and with our phones and even learning Torah and all doing those things, just actually finding time just to be. Human beings, not human doings. Can we just spend time just to be? Sit on the beach, appreciate the view. Very important. And we gave lots of different methods to do that in order to calm our mind and calm our senses and reveal our soul. So now we've just started talking about being alone but with Hashem. Being alone with Hashem. And we spoke about the idea of prayer. And prayer in general is praise and request and thanks. That's how you have a relationship. However, we said there's another level which is you're not praising or requesting or thanking, you're just sharing, you're talking. Not everything I say to my wife is praising, requesting or thanking. Sometimes we just share, we talk. Words of love. Words of love. Hey Hashem, I love you. I know you love me, Hashem. Who said that today, by the way? Hey Hashem, I know you love me. <laughs> say that. Say that. Say that ten times a day. And it feels really awkward and weird, actually. <laughs> at first. So, I know you love me, Hashem. I love you. Or, you know what, Hashem? I, I wish I loved you more. I'm trying to... I wish, you know what, Hashem? I don't even know what it means to love you. How can I love a timeless, spaceless being that I can't even... Like, I love my daughter. She's this big, and she's cute, and she's, I love my daughter. I don't even know what it means to love Hashem, but I want to love Hashem. I mean, you know what, Hashem? I know that my Neshama loves you. By the way, if you've really come to a very deep place of hisbaididis within yourself, then of course you love Hashem. Your neshama just loves Hashem. You don't have to build love for Hashem. The natural state of your neshama is loving Hashem. It's just our mind, psyche, ego, physical body, that's hard to love Hashem. But seeing as your neshama is beyond time and space, then they can love Hashem. Your body, ego, is within time and space, so it's hard to grasp beyond time and space. But your neshama grasps it very easily, loves it. Brilliant. So he said, let's just talk words of love and connection to Hashem. So now we're going to go to the next level of his Hisbaididus. To really be alone with Hashem. And these two things are essential. They come together. They're almost the same thing, but obviously they're not the same thing. But without this, you can't have this. And that is Emunah. 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 And what does Emunah mean? They're all different levels of Emunah. Just believing that God exists is a level of Emunah, which is a very important one if you have, want to have a relationship with God. <laughs> but what we're talking about here is Emunah in Hashkacha Pratis, which means I believe that everything comes from Hashem. Everything, everything that ever happens, everything I see, hear, think, feel, experience, is from Hashem. Hashem is controlling everything. Ain Aid Milvaday, there's nothing apart from Hashem. Now your own free will decisions don't come from Hashem, they come from you, so that not necessarily for the best. <laughs> you can't say, well, I married that non-Jewish woman and it must be for the best. Otherwise it wouldn't have you can't say. But anything that happens to you, around you, 
you know that that's from Hashem. This is an immensely, immensely, immensely high level to reach. Now, when it comes to just things that happen to you, you bang your knee, you open the fridge door and a bottle of grape juice falls out, smash it on your foot, you spill the milk, you turn the shower on, it burns you, your computer breaks down just before you save your whole essay. Those, those things are relatively easy, although very difficult. But they're relatively easy. It's like, okay, Hashem, I know. Pardon? Relatively easy. And you're like, no, that's not, that's not, but it's relatively easy compared to a much higher level, which is, I also believe that everything that everyone else does to me using their free will is also from Hashem. Now that's a level. That guy insulted you. He doesn't exist. That guy doesn't exist. That's Hashem. Hashem's using that guy to insult you. You need to be insulted. Now, obviously, I'm not going to give a free will and Imuna class now, but he's culpable and he will be punished for that. But he could not have insulted you if you didn't need to be insulted. He couldn't have punched you in the face if you didn't need to punch you in the face. Now, you cannot go and punch someone in the face and say, well, obviously, you needed to be punched in the face, even though it's true. <laughs> because you didn't need to be the one who punched him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, if it wasn't you, then he would have walked into a door, or someone would have hit a tennis ball, it would have smacked you in the face. That, you were getting that smack in the face. From the beginning of creation, that you were getting that smack in the face. He didn't have to choose it. That's a high level. Now, if you're really on this level of Imuna, then you can never really be upset with anyone. Is it not there? Okay, we'll talk about it. But first we've got to try and understand this. Everything comes from Hashem. There is only Hashem. Everything. It's all Hashem. So, do we believe this? When you go to the Makolet and you want to take a tin of tuna, and you just go and you pick a tin of tuna, that was the tin of tuna you needed to pick. That was your tuna tuna. Hashem chose that. You didn't even choose that tuna. When I first heard this idea, do you know what I did? I went to the Makolet and I went to get a tuna tuna. And just before taking that one, I took that one! And I was like, ah! And Hashem was like, no, that's the one I wanted to date. <laughs> you can't beat the system. There's no beating that system. You're getting that. You're getting that for everything you need. What everything. Then you were not meant to have any tuna. Everything that happens, every single thing, all the time. Now that's your own bad free will decision. (laughs) (laughs) So fine. Now I want you to understand this. This is a very, 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 very deep idea. If you don't believe this, if you still give power to human beings, if you still say, no, well, it's up to him, then it means you can never be alone with Hashem. Because you're not alone with Hashem, there's someone else there. You've given power to someone else. You're not fully alone with Hashem. Isn't that an amazing idea? To the extent that you're giving power to anything apart from Hashem, that other thing is part of the picture. So you're not alone with Hashem. There's Hashem and that guy who keeps annoying you every morning. 
no. in the mikveh. Is that always a void of Zara then? Pardon? Is it almost a void of Zara? Almost. Almost. So if someone does good to you, could it... Also not them. So could it also lead to like a coldness to individuals and a lack of appreciation? No, because we have a mitzvah to appreciate people and we have to look at but, but we should know that they... It was Hashem helping you through them as well. Exactly. It was both, by the way. No one can do anything good to you or anything bad to you without Hashem. It's all Hashem. But you still should thank them because they used their free will to do it. But so I'm not going to get into that class how it makes sense because it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I was running these trips in India and I needed funding. And I went to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. I said, I need you to support this project. It's for Israeli backpackers in India. It was like a birthright, but for Israeli backpackers in India. A 10-day trip in India. And I took them meditating and, and volunteer work in the mountains, in the foothills of the Himalayas. And then at night, I'd, I'd do the brainwashing Jewish stuff. Good. Yeah. And, there, and there, yeah, there? I went there and I found them out there. Did you send somebody yourself? Yeah. It was called Le Volant. Yeah, I did pretty well. I'm, I'm a very, very good you brainwash. Did you wait outside of temples and stuff? No. No, I put up signs in Chabad and, and I just put up, said, look, come volunteer off the beaten track, learn Jewish, learn Kabbalah and meditation, like everything that, you know, that they want. So I had to go to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. And I was getting ready and someone said to me, are you nervous? You're sitting. I said, I stand in front of the divine creator of the universe three times a day. I'm nervous? They're nothing. They're nothing. I just went and sat there, got $5,000 on the spot. Bam. Nothing. They're nothing. Nothing. They don't exist. When you go fundraising, when you start being a fundraiser for Aish, don't think that the money's coming from that guy. You still have to... Be do derech in the way of the world, and, but Hashem is deciding whether you get that money or not. It's all shlichem. So, but if so, if you're giving any power to anyone, that guy, he took the last chicken schnitzel. How could? Or, no, he took two. Didn't he know there were other? He didn't take two. Hashem took two chicken schnitzels. Hashem can take two chicken schnitzels. He created chickens. And all the ingredients. He didn't take, no one did. You, you honestly think you, he did that to me? It means you're not alone with Hashem. It's a very, 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 very high level. But we can start practicing it. With, that could have been a reward from Hashem. Pardon? It's all a, it's a, step two. Step one is, everything that ever happens, that red light, when you're rushing to the <laughs> wedding, the <laughs> puncture, the anything, Hashem did that. That's step one. Step two is, Everything that Hashem does is for the best. Hashem knows you better than you know yourself. So it has to be for the best. Hashem is good. Hashem can't do anything not good to you. So you've got to have these two factors together. Firstly, Hashem does everything. And secondly, Hashem knows what's good for you. And thirdly, Hashem loves you. Hashem loves you, knows what's good for you, and everything that happens comes from Hashem, which means everything that happens to you must be good for you. That's it. That's Imuna. That's real Imuna. Which means, by the way, if, if and when we go to Gehenna and you're burning for all the things you deserve to burn for, not that we believe in hell. That's the washing machine. 
Yeah. We don't believe in hell. It's a Christian concept. That's what we tell people until you become from them. We tell you the truth. So when you go to hell, you're going to be in hell for a little bit, in Gehenna. And it's going to be really painful. But then you have to say to yourself, who created hell? Did he and who put me in hell? And who's punishing me in hell? And is Hashem punishing me because He loves me or He hates me? So is this good for me or bad for me? So is, so is it an expression of God's love for me? So you can be in Gehenna burning and be in immense simcha. Because you're like, but you have to, if you're not practicing that in this world, when you bang your knee and you're like, how's it going to be painful? But if you practice in this world, so you're basically a master of emuna, a master of emuna, you're going to be okay in Gehenna. You'll be like, okay, this is very painful, but it's from Hashem, it must be from Hashem. That's the idea. Well, if you're a master of immuna, would you still end up in... Yeah, probably not. No. Exactly, you'd probably avoid it anyway. But it works both ways, because even if you didn't, then you'd be okay with it. <laughs> I said to someone the other day, he gets very impatient a lot. And he said, he like, it wasn't the other day, it was a few years ago. He was like, I know there's not, I know Hashem doesn't exist. And I said, why? And he says, because so often the bus comes late and I'm in a rush. And if Hashem exists, Hashem knows I'm an impatient person. And if Hashem knows I'm an impatient person, he'd bring the bus on time. <laughs> you see the logic? The stupid logic? So I said, no, Hashem knows you're an impatient person. The only way you're ever going to stop being an impatient person is to practice being patient when you could be impatient. So God's going to keep bringing the bus late until you become a patient person. Once you are now a patient person, Hashem doesn't need to bring the bus late. You're making the bus come late by being impatient. Hashem, Hashem doesn't want to bring it late. Hashem wants to bring it on time. But you're forcing Hashem to bring the bus late so that you can practice your patience. So once you get become patient, then Hashem will bring you the bus. And by the way, if He doesn't, then it's okay because you'll be patient by then. Yes, G. So let's say, for example, someone punches you. So you say it's from God. So there's no reason to be mad at the guy because everything is from God. You're meant to get punched. You're at a very high level. The question is, um, why wouldn't you be getting mad at him? Because like I had a decision to punch you or no. not. Free will. No, what you can do is you don't get mad at him, but you can then sit down with him and say, you know what, because I love you, I want you to know that it's not the best way to behave and can we talk this out? And You, they, you can still help that person, but you don't need to be angry with them. They had a decision to make. Though. So they made a bad decision, but you needed to be punched in the face. Hmm? How do you know in a certain circumstance where Amuna is efficient um, and, or when you know something happens to you and of course, you always need Amuna regardless, but you also need to step up yourself. Good. So firstly, you have to have self-awareness, and secondly, you need to have a mentor. A mentor. Let's say you sit on the plane, and then a really big, fat, stinky man sits next to you. You have to know for a fact that Hashem put that fat, stinky man next to you. It's not like, that is such bad luck. That is such bad luck. That's not Jewish. That's not bad. There's no such thing as bad luck. It's all good and not luck. <laughs> we don't believe in bad luck. We live in good, not luck. Okay, now, 
Good. So this is the question. So what does God want from you in this? Why did God put it there? No. Let's say you are someone who always gets your own way and you're arrogant and you're horrible and you put other people down. Maybe Hashem wants you to sit next to this guy. But if you're someone who has very low self-esteem and always gets pushed over, maybe Hashem wants you to stand up for yourself. So it could be completely opposite things. But you have to, obviously without embarrassing the guy. So you have to know yourself well enough to know what that is. So yes, it's not always clear, but it's always definitely for your best. What, what you should be doing in that situation, if you can't work that out for yourself, that's why you have a mentor and a rabbi and a guide. And you say, look, I'm not sure in this situation. Gee, do you have something to say? It's a weird question, but anyway, it's a way of basically, when you say you've got a, an interview with you know, a person, um, <laughs> you, you, you can get nervous or whatever, like you don't know what to say, you don't think about it more. Why don't we, why do why Well, if you had Imuna, you wouldn't. Why is, no, why, why is it so easy just to speak to God? Like, surely every time we speak to God, we should be like... Because you don't really believe you're speaking to God. I want to be terrified. I know, me too. So we're not on that level. You're right, that's a very good question. If you got a chance to go and see the Rosh Shiva one-on-one, you'd be like, wow. That's how I feel the question. And you'd be like, and the door will open and you'd be like, it's the Rosh Shiva. It's like, you don't feel that when you step into Mincha. Why? Because God isn't as real to you as the Rosh Shiva. Or is it just because you know God knows everything about us? No, because if you really knew God knew everything about you, you'd be even more embarrassed. Yeah, then, you're yeah. Like, then at the same time, you're always in the presence. You would be living your whole life in complete fear all the time if you didn't fully know. Well, in complete, complete awe all the complete time. Awe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess you. That's what you want to do. That's the purpose. Yeah. So, so then, like, that's always a more comfortable level than the Rosh Hashiva because Rosh Hashiva would be like one below that because you're so comfortable with like such a powerful. Okay, you you tell me when you get to that level. Right? I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not worried about that because I don't know if I'll get to that level. I'd just like to feel real yira for one second ever. Yeah. Have you ever felt not when you're on psychedelics like proper like yira like Hashem's mamish here? Sometimes neila maybe. A little bit. Well, but what we're trying to do is at least have a, a first an intellectual understanding that everything comes from Hashem. So you bang your knee, and you're like, okay, Now, if you can't do that with banging your knee, you're in big trouble. These are little things. So start practicing with the little things. So, in fact, it's actually sometimes harder with the little things. Now, if I broke my leg, I'd be like, okay, Hashem's teaching me a message, but when I can't find my bike key in the morning, I'm like, what's the point of that, even Hashem? <laughs> the little ones are much harder for my emunah. If I have something terrible happens to me, I'm like, that's definitely from Hashem, but stupid little things. I was like, nah, I can't. Really? <laughs> so if you had real, 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 real emuna, you'd never be upset and angry and frustrated and jealous. What's the difference between emuna and 
Pitachon is integrated emuna. Emuna is more of a, a knowledge and understanding, and Pitachon is a feeling of of living with that as a reality. Uh, yeah, emuna is I know for a fact everything comes from Hashem is from my best. Pitachon is when your computer smashes, you're like, okay, that must be thank you, Hashem. We want to get to a point, obviously, that we can constantly live with that understanding. Is that what kind of avoda does that require? Is it a okay, constant? So, how do we build him in? Let's just get this clear for now. Imuna is saying, Einod Milvadai. Imuna says there's nothing apart from Hashem, but once you start getting upset with other people and you give power to other people and the policemen and the this and the that, then you're not saying Einod Milvadai, you're saying Yeshod Milvadai. So it means you're not alone. So his emuna is a prerequisite to his paididus. The weaker your emuna, the weaker your his paididus. The stronger your emuna, the stronger your his paididus. Literally, the stronger is your connection to Hashem and then ability to speak to Hashem from that place. It says in the Gemara, Bishvili nivrata alam. Chayev adam, cholyom, you are obligated every day to say that the whole universe was created for me. By the way, that means for me. You guys are just here to like help me. Great. So now we turn. We come to the Jewish multiverse. The Jewish multiverse. In my world, you got to try and understand this. It's not easy to understand. This is called psychedelic Torah. In my world, you are all robots and puppets of Hashem. In my world, you don't really have free will. You're just a robot and a puppet of Hashem. I'm living in my world. And I still have to treat you probably because we have to l'recha kamocha and we're brothers and we're family. And on a higher world, we are connected. But in my world, I've got my world where my neshama is in this groove and you're just actors in my world. That's why it says in the Gemara that if you kill one Jewish person, it's as if you killed the entire world. Because you have, you've killed that world. There was a world called Abe world. Scary. A scary place to be. <laughs> There's a world called Abraham. So, if you are the only person who really exists, which this kind of idea suggests, who really, really exists, then that's called Hisbaidus. You really, once you get that, it's a complete Hisbaidus. Once again, on the higher levels of our Nashama, we're all connected, we're all one. You do exist, you do exist, really. You are you are real, but not really, not in my world. If the Shvili never heard of them, why not after every bracha on food, don't we say, like, this was, this food was made for me? Okay. Oh, that's lovely. You should add that. <laughs> no, really. Before you eat an apple, say, Bishvili nirata tapuach, say. Baruch Atah Hashem, Ken Merech Ha'ilam, Borei Pri Hazeh. No, she just said, Borei Pri Hazeh. Bishvili. Whoa, I love that. I love that. I'm changing the Shulchan Aruch. Baruch Atah Hashem, Ken Merech Ha'ilam, Borei Pri Hazeh. Bishvili. That's awesome. That's awesome. Abe, you just revolutionary. You bring Mashiach. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, there's no one else. What? There's only me. <laughs> Wait, so it's only you the one who listened to all the words all Australia? Hashem sent all of that all those messages to help me. What? Hashem's sending everything to help me. You're only here to help me. We're just just enough to do it. Oh, everything they say, it feels like you guys are all over and you're just like a teacher teaching. But I'm not even real in your world. No, no. That's but Hashem is just speaking through me into yeah. you. By the way, this is his prejudice. Do you think his prejudice is going to jump up and down in a forest being like, Atate! That's good as well, you should do that. I think it's very good. But that's not his prejudice. We're talking like real his prejudice. So should you have set times where you where you really sit and meditate, or should both. you just do a Both, 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 both. Set times, and it's like having an imaginary friend. But he's not imaginary. He's real. You guys are imaginary. You are my imaginary students. Imaginary friend. So fine. So here's how, how we practice it. Throughout the day, every time... Well, there's two things. Firstly, you can list everything in your life and start with the good things. List everything in your life starting with the good things. Your clothes, that shirt. This shirt, where did that get that shirt from? Well, I worked really hard and I made the money and I went to the shop. No, Hashem gave you that shirt. But that's not being real because... I know, but Hashem's keeping your heart beating. Yeah, but I worked hard to get my job. Yeah, Hashem gave you the intelligence to do that. Yeah, but I'm, I used my discipline. Yeah, but Hashem gave you your discipline. But I know... Okay, Hashem did it. Everything's from Hashem. Everything. Your house, your clothes, your food, your everything. Everything, everything, everything. Hashem, Hashem, Hashem. So write a list of everything in your life and then say, Hashem, I know this is from you. That pen, you're writing with a pencil? Where did you get that from? The shop? No, Hashem. Your hand works? How? Hashem. Hashem. So fine. So now you can start talking about the not good things. In inverted commas. That my knees really saw is from Hashem. Because he loves me. That's a high level. That's from Hashem. That person insulted you. Someone starts shouting at you, whatever. You just got to look at them in your mind and just be like, this is from Hashem. That's what the Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, when he's being raked to death by the Romans, he's like, that takes a whole lifetime of training. We get like someone takes our parking space and we all freak out. Rabbi Akiva got raked to death and he was like, and he didn't die when he said Echad because that's when he died because of the Romans. He died when he said Echad because his soul realized there is only Hashem and he, he was just finished. He was gone. Very cool. You better start training now, though, because if you're going to get upset because you stubbed your toe, 
Well, because there's no hot water left in the shower. Why don't they think about other people? There are other people in the dorms, you know. Why would he spend 10 minutes in the shower? He just needs to get in, soap up, turn it off, soap up, turn it on. He knows there's not going to be enough hot water. Now, I've got to get ready for Shabbos as well. I also want hot water and the water's cold. Isn't he considerate? It's like, what are you doing? You're raked to death. And you're going to get upset because there's no hot water in the shower, really? But you can say, I know it's yours. You can say, you can, you can say, I know, I know it's yours. But if you're naked, probably better not do it. All situations. First start with the good things. It's easier, but then move on to the bad things and everything. It's you, Hashem. There's a long queue. There's a long line. It's Hashem. I know this is you, Hashem. Now, by the way, if you're feeling frustrated and angry and whatever, then you can... You can feel that. Say, okay, I feel very frustrated, but I shouldn't really feel very frustrated. It's all This is good for when you start dating, by the way. If you date a girl and you fall in love with her, and then she says, you know, it's not working out, it means she's not your wife. That's it. She's not your wife. I think t- big people don't. Maybe so that's you have to know yourself and you have to have a mentor. Okay, so list everything good and bad. Hashem gave this to me. And by the way, and then start talking to Hashem, but we've been saying this all along. You've got to try and find a deeper and calmer place within yourself. When you pray all the time, Mincha, just that's why we say Ashrei Yashrei Vesecha. It means to sit. No, and dwell. But what it means is before you start praying, just sit. Just go find a deeper place within yourself. Settle your mind so that when you pray, you're praying from a deeper place within yourself. That's why you shouldn't chap amincha. If they've already started Ashrei, you missed it, man. No, they're only on Patecha Yadecha. I can catch up. No, you missed it. You missed it. By the way, you got to be there for three minutes before Ashrei. Chape. No, I just got to chape mincha. Oh, they've already started. Oh, chape. Chape mincha. People like revel and in and relish lunch. It's like, oh, you see how fat people's trays are in the lunchroom? Not only do they fill up all four compartments, which I think is a joke. I think you should choose one or two compartments to fill up. That's what they're there for. But they overflow them, so there's not even the compartments anymore. There's only one big fat pile of food. But when it comes to mincha, I just chap a mincha. Wrong. You chab lunch. I just, you know, I need to eat a bit, so I just have some carrots and that, so that I can relish my mincha. What do you? It says a lot about you. Your lunch mincha hour says a lot about you. What do you? What do you get more pleasure from, lunch or mincha? I also can't believe that you could eat lunch and then go straight into mincha. Exactly, as, as, as animalistic little pleasure of the nice taste of the barbecue sauce on the chicken with all the sugar in it compared to standing face to face with the divine creature of the universe. You're right, I hear that. It's not even a pleasure anyway, but as a joke, I don't even want to eat. But then again, if you're not the pleasure of eating, you would not be able to have that divine pleasure of creation. You'd have to So you eat as much as you need to keep you alive so you can talk to God. Well, not chap. Eat a little bit and then go and daven like a mensch and then you go and finish that.
<laughs> but God gave you that food to relish and to enjoy and thank you for it. It's like a physical what expression of the spiritual realm. Like young angels are jealous of us because we have physical they're in front of God all the time and we're we have physical bodies, they're jealous of the 